At least we're rolling, you know. At least we're rolling. Um, I, I guess, you know, maybe uh, do a count. Count in count, for this one. Count in, yeah. Count in, yeah. So uh, three, two, one. And uh, here we are with uh, Brendan Byrne, uh, director, uh, writer um uh in western sydney um really i think one of the the, the biggest highlights of recent times is uh i'm here too yep. um that's very a very successful short film that's done around so uh welcome to the pagey train brendan yeah thanks for having me excited to be here um well speaking of um i'm here too let's start there um we'll probably go into unpacking why brendan is an actor in western sydney why you've chosen um uh quite an arduous path yep. uh, to be an artist um but um yeah let's why why did you get motivated? Tell us about I'm Here Too and why did you get motivated to do it? Yeah, so I'm Here Too is a um, short film um, based on teen suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it runs for 15 minutes. Uh, and basically the, the concept behind it was uh, we just... Obviously suicide's quite a taboo topic, so we wanted to uh, kind of do something based on that to open up the conversation in the mm-hmm. households um, uh, amongst you know families and you know with the kids and things like that and so we decided uh, after a lot of rewrites that the main um, sort of demographic that we wanted to, to target was teens rather than obviously everyone can be uh, affected by depression mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah we thought one of the main demographics we wanted to concentrate on this was teens so mm-hmm. that we went down that path made it uh, a teen female and you knew you wrote this story as yeah, well yeah, yeah we wrote the yeah um, I wrote it uh, originally it was a it was a 30 something year old male that was dealing with the d- depression mm-hmm. um, but I just thought it sort of needed a bit more of a um, younger feel to it and obviously older men, older women, we can also have a depression, mm-hmm. like I said, but yeah, for this particular film, we just concentrate on, on the younger demographics, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, came up with the with the storyline um, mm-hmm. based around Claire, and uh, we also wanted to show depression can affect anyone, yeah. uh, not just, uh, you know, the the, t- the typical thing that they show in, in Yeah, so not films. just a stereotypical yeah, sort of Yeah, yeah, the, the, the outcast that's always bullied and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this girl, uh, Claire, in the film, she's got the perfect life and the perfect family and, and you know, um, she's got a boyfriend and, you know, uh, she's a bit popular at school and all that sort of stuff. Um, but she still suffers from depression in silence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we wanted to show that depression basically affects anyone. Um, so, yeah, so we went down that path, wrote the film, and then um, casted it and, and shot it. And we, uh, the feedback originally was, was um, pretty phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. The first few screenings, uh, we had people sort of having um, uh, anxiety attacks and crying and, and sort of uh, mm-hmm. panic attacks and things like that. Because it, it's a pretty uh, raw... It is a very confronting film. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it certainly is. Confronting. is. And we didn't want to glorify it in any way, so that's why we sort mm-hmm. of did it the way we did it. Um, but yeah, now it's, it's, uh, we decided to uh, release it on YouTube for free mm-hmm. um, because it wasn't about sort of making money for us, this particular film. It was about... Well, it's always good message. to make a little bit of oh, money of back on your projects. It's uh, so expensive to do yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but where we thought the with this one, it's sort of a bit more um, about the message getting out there. Mm-hmm. Best way to do it, put the film out there for free. Um, you know, teens that are dealing with depression are, are a target audience mainly, uh, so they're not going to spend two or three dollars to hire uh, or rent the film about a topic that they're dealing with. Um, mm. But if we put it out there for free, they might do it. And sure enough, we've had over six million views on YouTube. Now. Six million—that's yeah. pretty good, man. Well, it certainly has started a lot of conversations. It, it that has, film. yeah, it has. Uh, and in schools as well, we've had um, a couple of people sort of uh, casting crew that are teachers as well mm-hmm. in, their, in their personal time, um, and uh, yeah, students have gone up to them and, and told them they've seen. Yeah, their teacher in the film and, and stuff like that, and um, yeah, it, it's raw, it's hard hitting, but uh, it's getting the message out there. So. Yeah, well, uh, well, you also acted in the in the film as well as as um, uh, the father, mm-hmm. um, and uh, man, that was that was an intense performance as well, dude. Yeah, it was um, <clears throat> for me, uh, obviously writing it, uh, directing it, and um, producing and acting in it as well. Uh, it sort of wore a few different hats, which meant I was able to. I guess um, tap into different emotions, mm-hmm. um, connecting with Claire uh, and um, or Carol who plays Claire uh, in the film. Obviously, I connected with her as a director, mm-hmm. uh, director and actor relationship, but mm-hmm. also as obviously a writer because I created the character. Uh, and then again, obviously playing her father in the film, mm-hmm. which is a whole new level of emotion. Um, you know, especially towards the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was. 
it was very very emotional and then obviously uh, being involved with the edit process and having to watch particular scenes over and over and over again is, is quite confronting and emotional as well so yeah it was uh, and even staying true to the path even going through that process exactly. I think would have been a challenge yeah. there yeah it was a very emotional film but um, you know like I, I kept saying the whole way through it it's you know um, the end game for, for this particular film was getting the message out there mm-hmm. getting people talking about it and potentially uh, taking a part or playing a part in saving people's lives mm-hmm. uh, and with over I think 34,000 comments on YouTube now, um, most of them from teens um, and hundreds saying that this one short little 15 minute film that, that mm-hmm. you know, I sort of created has uh, saved their life, you know, so that's just massive. Um, yeah, totally, man. Yeah. yeah, no, massive props, man. It was a bold, bold bloody yeah, film yeah, to do. Yeah, it was. Um, but look, talking, yeah. speaking of um, being, you know, um, an actor and director in, uh, in, in Sydney and Western Sydney, um, oh, well, let's just go back. Like, I've known you for... Well, since we were teenagers, yeah, years, right? Yeah. Years. We were kids when we met, right? Um, and then you know our lives went different directions. Yep. Uh, I run into you what, 10, 15 years later. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the way I actually ran, I saw you on television yeah. um, because I was uh, I started a job in community TV, and one of my roles was to uh, I had to vet and watch the TV. Yeah. And I saw a show that was. Uh, I'm going to embarrass you yeah, here. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. an it's a, it's a, what it was an aliens <laughs> series or an aliens um, uh, spot paranormal, the, paranormal activity sort of a yeah. um, uh, backyard tinkerers community TV because you got to remember it was community TV. Yeah, and I and I remember watching this. I go, that's Brendan, <laughs> um, and uh, and then you started popping up on the radar here and there and everywhere. Mm. Um, and from knowing you from high school, yep. and then running into you over a decade later. I run into you as an actor, yeah. and then as, as I've known you as as an artist, as, yeah. we, as we've had our uh, adult uh, friendship, if you yeah. will, you've become a director and a writer. Yeah. yeah. So I guess uh, where I'm sort of leading to is, what what really got you into uh, being an actor? What was the what was the flame that got you going? Oh well, um, well I've always been. Uh, it's always sort of been there. Um, but I guess growing up, my, my sister was into uh, acting. My auntie, grandmother, they were always into theatre as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to watch them at the theatre, I liked the art of what they did and, and mm-hmm. the idea behind it. Um, but it what just wasn't really wasn't really for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it just really wasn't for me um, at the start. I think it was a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I sort of that was when I was young teens, obviously, uh, and as I sort of became a little bit older and uh, sort of looked into the art a little bit more, I started out doing a lot of extra work uh, and sort of found I had a bit of a passion for it. And yeah. it wasn't just, um, you know, showing up on screen and, and sort of it's not that issues. simple. No, no, it's uh, <laughs> certainly not. It, it, I wanted more than mm-hmm. just sort of being in the background, and I sort of always had a, a, a bit of a feel for um, uh, writing as well. So mm-hmm. I thought I'll start writing, and I'll start getting some scripts out there, and um, just start, you know, uh, getting into it that way. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, started out doing um, some basic short films to see if I sort of liked that. Um, uh, liked acting and, and sort of liked the uh, wanted to go down that. Well, it's, path. A good, it's a natural place to start. Yeah, doing shorts, yeah. right? And uh, so started shorts and then sort of progressed into leads of shorts and then uh, yeah, started doing a few features and then a, a few supporting roles and then started going into the leads of features. And mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's sort of uh, it's all progressed uh, pretty nicely. Oh, well, I remember uh, I went out to um, somewhere in the Blue Mountains to go and see one of your films. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, something in the Pilliga. Yeah, yeah, there's something in the Pilliga, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, you were like a... Um, a tow truck driver, mm. a yobbo. Yeah, I was a. Um, I'm an out, outback, uh, outback uh, pig hunter, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Did you have oh, a tow? Were you in it? I just I, for some reason remember you being in a tow truck in that film. Was it a tow yeah, truck? Uh, it was, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was an F F three fifty. I think it was. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, three fifty truck. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a beast of a, of mm-hmm. a, of a truck. Um, that's how I actually learned how to drive manual uh, was for, the, for that film. I taught, <laughs> taught myself how to drive manual for the film. Uh, they said, um, uh, the directors and producers said, uh, can you, uh, you obviously got your license. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't ask if I could drive a manual. Um, I've been in this problem before as a director. Yeah. We and ask I, someone if they can drive, but you don't ask the crucial question. I sh- no, well, that's right. No, I showed up on set a, a couple of days before 
we started filming and I saw this truck. I said, oh, it's, you know, I got these uh, uh, bullhorns on the front of it and, and, you know, rum pig number plates and all this sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. It looks, looks brilliant. Um, it's basically a character of the film mm-hmm. uh, and um, called Fat Boy. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so I sort of looked at this and I went, yeah, that's great. And they said, that's your your truck mm-hmm. um, you know you've got to uh, drive it like you like you've owned it for the past 10 years and um, yeah it turned out to be manual uh, so, so what went through your mind when you like, looked at this thing and you're going oh this is a manual car I've never driven one of these what, what was I, going I had on a, there I had a crash course uh, in manual driving um, yeah like pretty much instantly took me about uh, around the paddock uh, probably about an hour hour and a half to yeah. sort of Nut out how to, you know, the the idea of it. Um, a few bunny hops here and there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think there was even on uh, uh, in the film as well, but it sort of worked out because it's a sort of thriller horror uh, as well. Yeah. So, you know, the fear sort of kicked in a little bit, and, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it worked. Um, but yeah, that's basically how I learned how to drive manual with this this massive F three. The things that you do to get to 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 be in film and to to keep up yeah. uh, uh, the pace of what you want to, uh, you know, to follow your dreams. See, I'd quit smoking recently as well my my character smoked uh and uh ended up smoking i think it was 250 cigarettes in eight days just to uh you know nail that the character to to go through quitting smoking and then going oh now i'm gonna have to do this and Mm. then and then you're way i'm back back to being a smoker went down the path of the uh herbal cigarettes Mm -hmm. but um that was just yeah, oh, I couldn't I do that. I said, nah, just give me a normal cigarette. Back, back to uh, smoking. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, since quit, so that's all good. <laughs> um, I was looking online. I, I saw that there was a photograph of you in a World War One trench. Mm. Uh, was that that was for a film or was that for a, like a photo shoot? Uh, that was for a music video. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, for a um, uh, the nation, uh, a nation is born mm-hmm. uh, by Shane Jacobson. He did a um, uh, Anzac Day tribute uh, mm-hmm. song. Um, uh, yeah, that was for that. That was that was actually. Quite a um, quite a bit of a, a bit of a hit. Uh, the song was, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, the shooting the, the music video. I think we shot it over a, a week. I was only involved for for about a day or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, showed up and it was yeah great to. Um, it was a great great shoot. Yeah. Um, so. Um uh, just going back to getting into being an actor yep. and uh, deciding to do this, uh, was your, your first um, sort of, uh, was your first film the paranormal one? Was that the first one? Uh... No, there was... Because it's night and day compared to the stuff you're doing now. Yeah. It's uh, totally night and day. It is very backyard tinkerer. If you could find it, you'd be lucky to find it out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm no, sure... I'm pretty sure I asked you to bury it. You've asked me to bury copy. it, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, there, there was one uh, sh- one thing before that. There was a short short film. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty uh, It was pretty on par with that, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Was, you know, you've got to start somewhere. Well, um, going, well going from uh, that sort of style of film, that running gun, yeah. Um, because it's one of those things. I think if you if you're getting into being a director and an actor, you're going to start running guns somewhere. Yeah. You might go to um, you know uh, get some formal education and you know being a director mm. or a filmmaker or an actor. But you got to you know you're going to start in a student film or you're going to start in a running gun. Yeah. Um, what was the first film that you um, were acting in that you've gone? This is it. You know this is this is a yardstick. This is this is a this is a peg up. Um, probably th- there's something in the Pilliger mm-hmm. was a, a pretty defining uh, moment. That was the first feature where I was the lead. So for me, that was a pretty yeah, it was a step up, obviously, for being a lead in the feature to mm-hmm. me. Um, so that was probably a really defining one, and. I- we got to I sort of created that character from scratch mm-hmm. um, how we originally had the character to how he ended up was completely a 180 basically um, and yeah we've had a uh, a lot of positive feedback about my character in the in the film and, and that sort of stuff so um, that was a sort of defining moment for me where I said yeah this is exactly what I want to do um, like I like directing I like writing you know I enjoy that sort of stuff as well but my real passion is acting, uh, and yeah. So for me, that was that defining moment, saying, "Yep, yeah, I like these other things, but this is the one that sort of gets me." Yeah. Well, uh, your your um, uh, company banner is um, uh, Shadow Wolf Productions, yeah. um, and I think under the umbrella of Shadow Wolf Productions, you've done a myriad of things. Like you have been a, a, an armorer an at, at yeah. one point. Yep. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, some uh, projects <coughs> that I've worked on with you. With uh, you have you've always had a plethora of props yeah yeah um 3d printed things sample things yeah. like you seem to be um like i've brought this up on a few episodes
videos before, um, the film's a bit of a hustle. Yeah. You've got to, you, it's a bit of beg borrowing, stealing, right? Um, or maybe not stealing, but you know, <laughs> just just as a uh, borrowing. yeah, just as a phrase, um, maybe just borrowing. Yeah. Um, but um, you, you've certainly like managed to pull a lot of resources together to to put things together yeah um can you just tell us a little bit about that like so you know being an armorer and being a a props guy mm. um and stunts like i've done like uh, yeah. some fighting scenes yeah. that, that i've uh, worked and directed with you with yeah uh, you know, well, how's that all what's that all about yeah um well i think um uh, being in this industry um you know if you if you sort of stuck in in one particular area unless you're doing that every single day Mm -hmm. uh and doing it well you sort of need to be getting out there staying relevant in this industry um you know it's great to when you meet an actor on set um and if that's you know they're getting paid to do that that particular film as an actor and that's it that's great Mm -hmm. um but at the level that i was at um and that i'm sort of moving you know past now is that uh I couldn't concentrate on just one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to get on other people's film sets, um, you know, I became an armorer, uh, not from an acting perspective, but uh, to become a, a crew on someone else's film. Mm-hmm. To me, I held auditions for a film that I was sort of doing, and I had these people show up who completely, you know, tanked the audition mm-hmm. uh, process, and um, sort of I wrote them off pretty much straight away after the audition. Um, but then I was an armor on on this film, and this particular person was an actor on that film set, and absolutely blew me away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I approached him, and I, I was honest with him. I said, "Hey, listen, you, you take the audition. What what happened?" Uh, and she basically said, oh, "I wasn't prepared. I had this, you know, rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. audition nerves, as you know, most actors sort of have as well." Um, yeah, oh, look, someone who sat um, and watched a lot of auditions, mm. there's a, 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 a different scale of uh, actor that you'll get. You might even get someone that's really proficient, yeah. but they just might be really yeah, nervous. Exactly. Um, and sometimes you'll get to the other scale where someone's nowhere near nervous, but they're like, ah, man, you, sh- you need to practice. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and so to me, that was a, a moment for me where I said, oh, I need to get on film sets uh, as crew, sit in the background and watch these people, you know, in their craft, in the zone. Um, and then I can cast my own films based off things like that rather than holding auditions uh, yeah, well, so that's, that's a really good approach because it's giving you a cross-section yeah. of what how other people are doing it as exactly well, yeah? um and getting to work with crew as well uh so i put myself out there um you know as a wore a few different hats down the path um writer director you know obviously actor as well um produced a few things for people did armoring mm-hmm. uh for quite a few years did um uh props uh you know started making props and things like mm-hmm. that uh and just became quite resourceful mm-hmm. uh so that was my sort of niche thing i thought i'll become as revo- sorry as resourceful mm-hmm. as possible um that way i'll get onto as many film sets as i possibly can in different areas um done pyrotechnics on people's films and things like oh, that. oh really and so to be put on those particular films and then you meet people you know behind the scenes and stuff like that and you get to um, you know, put yourself out there as an actor as well and say, oh, mm-hmm. hey, I don't only do this, I act as well. And, oh, yeah, here's uh, a know. link to my show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you can have, have conversations. Um, I, I met John Jarrett on a film set mm-hmm. uh, that I wasn't even acting in, mm-hmm. um, you know, just doing some armouring on. Uh, so that was one way you know, that you sort of meet these people. So, yeah, look, to me it was um, I sort of made the right connections mm-hmm. um uh did sound um uh boomed uh, yeah you did uh you, you i think i was talking about this uh with you before you uh it was a boom operator on your sister's film yeah, yeah. Uh, phoenix, phoenix rising, rising. yep uh, was that shot in queens was that shot in queensland yeah, shot in queensland. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah yeah, boom, boom that for, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, the whole shoot, basically. So um, gaining some skills there and mm-hmm. learning. I think for myself as an actor, the way the path that I've chosen to sort of progress my um, acting career mm-hmm. is I've tried to learn as much as possible about every single role mm-hmm. on the film set. And, um, you know, as an actor that has no idea about uh, directing or anything like that, I think it limits them in their ability to understand what's going on in the scene, mm-hmm. uh, so I've sort of just gone. Right, I'm going to learn bits and pieces of every single um, role on a film mm-hmm. set. Uh, so hopefully that'll in turn, you know, give me an understanding of the whole, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You know, the director's asking me to do this. The editor's saying, uh, yeah, the DOP, sorry, is saying do this, do that, and I'm saying, well, okay, I thought that was perfect. 
might be because they're using a part of that and a part of the other one and you know, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, sometimes so. it's hard to see, to know what the big picture is. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so a few if, components. If you've got a, a fair understanding of little bits and pieces, I think you're just in a better position to um, to understand. And in turn, that's getting my, um, you know, I can sort of relax and go, hey, these guys know exactly what they're doing because mm-hmm. I have an understanding of what they're doing mm-hmm. and I can concentrate on what I do best. So Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you certainly have done a, a range of uh, different roles um, mm-hmm. and, and different um, uh, writing and directing techniques because mm-hmm. uh, what was that when you entered for Trot Fest? It was the year of the pine... It was the pineapple year. Oh, yeah, the pineapple... Um uh, Life of Baldrick. Life of Baldrick. Oh, that, that was yeah. He was he was a charming fellow. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, quite interesting. Um, <clears throat> that came uh, you know to have something mm-hmm. like I'm here too, mm-hmm. um, and then um, we did uh, we did Blind Justice. Um, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna get to that because uh, yes. uh, that was uh, you know going from doing uh, Baldrick mm. to doing. Um, well, we did Blind Justice first, mm. uh, and then because that was such a, a deep emotional role, I thought mm. to myself, I don't want to have to keep sinister story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't want to have to keep doing these these um, uh, really dark roles in between dark emotional roles mm-hmm. with a message and story to tell. I want to do something fun that mm-hmm. just is just a laugh and that's basically it there's there's no real story there's nothing to it it's just a, a you know um chill out you can sit back you can have a beer and just watch it and have a bit of a laugh about it you mm-hmm. know don't take yourself too seriously and i think you did a really good job on uh baldrick yeah 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 because I, 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 yeah, I remember watching it like uh took me a while to figure out it was you actually yeah you're, you're fully like you had you prosthetics fat, on fat suit and, fat and suit. a bald wig and uh yeah, was, uh, yeah i had to, had to do the double take like uh, yeah no that's him yeah, that's the, the seedy uh <laughs> moustache going on oh, he was a seedy, seedy character. He is. Uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> check it to out if you, if you if you listen to this. Come on, check it out. It's a, it's a funny story. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, going from Blind Justice, something that mm. you've written, directed, again going to uh, Life of Baldrick. Yeah. Um, then you worked on. Uh, th- there was another one out there that that, um, that did really well, and that was Bleeding Backs. Bleeding Backs. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah Matt, um, Matt Vello. You were the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt contacted me, and uh, and we sort of had a bit of a chat about. Uh, leading backs early on uh and um we spoke about uh franco flamia who actually came on board and, and another made. really good dude big shout out to franco yeah massive yeah. shout out to franco we've um yeah me and him have been pretty good mates for, for quite a few years and so I sort of put put them in contact uh for that film and then um matt said hey are you guys willing to sort of fight each other on screen and play against each other and we were both all for it so um uh yeah that was good franco has done a, a fair bit of stunt work and mm-hmm. um he's uh he's been in, in the marine marine six i think it is coming out yeah it uh, might already be out but um, no, i think it's already out yeah, yeah yeah he's doing uh he's doing a fair bit of stuff and um uh, working with scott adkins in, in a few films and doing mm-hmm. some stunt work and uh, of his own so uh you know in his own right um yeah we, we sort of nutted out and obviously we had a stunt choreographer there as well and nutted out this uh, fight scene mm-hmm. it was just something good and, and different for us for the show real, uh, definitely for me it was uh, a really good fight scene yeah yeah you guys yeah, did a really uh, good job on that they uh, put an accent on and, and yeah, it was that's right you Matt, were Matt you, you did a bit it. of freedom with yeah, it yeah, uh, yeah you were yanking that were you yeah yeah, yeah. it was uh, sort of a, a, a New York accent a New, uh, a new, a new York gangster yeah <laughs> so um, yeah no that was fun you got to, ended up getting stabbed in the neck sorry spoiler yeah, there spoiler man alert. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it, you'll be entertained. It, it did really well. Uh, yeah, that film, yeah, uh, he, won, won a fair, fair bit of awards. Matt took it over to, um, uh, went to the States, yeah. went over to Europe. Uh, and we won something in Scotland as well. I'm yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, he, he, Glasgow he, or something? Yeah, you pulled some glassware <laughs> out of Glasgow. Yeah. And, uh, and you got an official selection in New York. Yeah, and that film did really well. Um, yeah, props to him. Yeah, no, he's, he certainly he certainly did that. All right, so um, journey of uh, of Brendan. Now we're up to the the playhead. Mm. What are you working on at the moment? <laughs> uh, so at the moment, I'm um, well. Look, a lot of people have been contacting me saying I'm Here Two needs to be a series or turned into a sequel or, or, or a, an actual feature. Oh, that's a hard one. It that's is, a hard it, one. It, it is. I personally think that the the message is. Um, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 15-minute short film, and I don't think, you know, 13 Reasons Why I did a series about, uh, you know, um, teen suicide and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it was quite dark as well, but um, 
yeah, a lot of people couldn't watch the whole thing because mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's a tough topic. It's very confronting. It is. It's very confronting. If you go out and watch it, just uh, be warned. It is very confronting. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a tri- trigger uh, warning at the start of it as well, but um, which yeah. some people tend to skip over and then go. Well, oh, a lot of people read that, that and they go, "Oh yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine." Um, yeah. Um, but it's confronting. Look, with that said, it's confronting for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It opens up the conversation. Um, so, I, I don't know, are, are we going down the path of uh, um, unpacking uh, I'm Here Too, or are you just going to leave it's, it standalone? It's, it's, I, where I'm at at the moment, I think, or you, or you, maybe I think you don't that's, know. that's where it is. I think it's just, it, it's it's done. That, that's what it's, but um, look, there's definitely a market there for it. Um, but uh, if done right, hey, look, if we've got the right option, maybe. Uh, but I don't think, uh, I think... I think it, it works well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impactful, uh, and it's 15 minutes, and it's in your face, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It makes you think, and um, yeah, I think it's 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 set out to do what it's uh, its job, and it's done it. So. Well, uh, something uh, that I've been talking to you over the last year about mm. is uh, paid in blood. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. the merry-go-round roller coaster mm. of paid in blood. Uh, what so a roller tell, coaster! Yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell us about uh, uh, paid in blood, man. Yeah, so paid in blood. Well, coming off the back of I'm here too. As you said, you know, doing something quite emotional. I want to do a a, a, a comedy, Life mm-hmm. of Baldrick, uh, and then doing I'm Here Too, another emotional uh, film. I wanted to sort of show the, um, I guess, the flip side because everyone's going, what, what are you going to do next? Oh, you, you should concentrate just on mental health issues. Well, there's a lot of mental health issues that we could do, but I don't want to just limit myself. Yeah, to you don't want to get stuck in that box. Film. Like, yeah, don't get my me wrong. My own mental health uh, sanity. Yeah, as well. yeah, don't get me wrong. Um, you did a, it was a good cause, and you did everything for it. But exactly, there's there's, there's uh, more to life there, than being is, an actor. There is, uh, and you know, uh, so I don't want to sort of close myself off to those particular things. Mm. Uh, so I've always wanted to. I, I, lo- I enjoy horror films. I mm-hmm. uh, love horror films, uh, and. Uh, as fate would have it, I sort of play the bad guy in most most films. Yeah, you, yeah, look, yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. Well, you know, you could be careful of that. Yeah, you well, could be careful of that. But well, if the bad guy's working for you, Brendan, I say well, you look, go that's for the it. thing. Typecasting. I was always typecasted. You know, I was a, a, you know a lot bigger at one stage, and I had a shaved head and tattoos and goatee and stuff. And so I was getting typecasted as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or the so perceived sort of, bad guy. Well, that's right. See, yeah. something in the pillow. Oh, I don't. Yeah, too, many yeah, too many spoilers. Yeah, too many spoilers. Go and watch the movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah, I sort of started trying to break that mold. Mm-hmm. But then I guess you know, as an actor, yeah, you don't want to get typecasted. But typecasting is getting you work as well. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. It's, yeah, it's, like like the, it's, the it's a resume that's lining you yeah, up the next exactly. the next gig. So I just wanted to sort of put it out there and, and do something a little bit different. But mm-hmm. um, uh, so I started. This uh, Paid in Blood was a, a basically a showreel scene. Uh, mm-hmm. To to speaking to some managers that I, I sort of would um, trying to track down, and they said you haven't got enough on your showreel. You need a little bit more, blah blah blah. So I started going, okay, well, look, I'm just going to do some showreel, some particular scenes just mm-hmm. for the showreel to show diversity. Uh, so I wrote this, you know, particular horror scene because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have any real horror in my uh, in my showreel. Mm-hmm. So I wrote oh, the you, did, you did the walkers though. You did that yeah, walkers did promo. That, yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. Overall, that was quite good. But my scenes in that weren't really horror esque, if you will. Yeah, I know. Because well, hey, you were the hero in that story. Mm. Yeah, yeah so maybe yeah, that's I tried your problem. Tried to break that, break that, <laughs> that mold. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, so I, I sort of wrote that film and then I oh, wrote the, the um, showreel scene. Mm-hmm. And then from there it progressed and I showed a few people and, um, to shoot the showreel scene. They said, mate, this isn't a showreel scene. This is, it's a, why don't we do a, a, a um, short? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So I extended that and I turned it into a short film and I thought, yeah, we'll get some some gold for a showreel scene out of it. Uh, and then showed a few more people and I said, mate, this isn't a short film. This needs to be a feature. We can make this bigger and better. Yeah, but that's where you started to uh, begin with, right? Exactly, exactly. So... <laughs> Gotta love the merry-go-round. I love the merry-go-round. So we basically wrote it, wrote it, and um, and uh, turned it into a, a, a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, happens to you a lot. I remember uh, the, the the project we worked on. I'm like, we got to make this a feature, and you're like, dude, let's just leave it as yeah, a, it's yeah. it's written as a series, man. I know you want to do a feature. Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to do a feature. Exactly. It's just a series. Please shoot the series. <laughs> but uh, so so we turned it into a feature. We wrote the feature script, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that was about two years ago mm-hmm. um, and obviously I think it's up to draft 16 at mm-hmm. the moment uh, and that's um, a good way that's a good way yeah that's, yeah that's, it's, that's it's, pretty it's, serious it's come, a, it's come a really really long way mm-hmm. uh, had a lot of uh, interest at one point um, probably mid last year had a lot of interest and started picking up a lot of momentum mm-hmm. um, and then just had a few things happening you know personal life and obviously in the film industry as well and some things sort of uh, to add a few curveballs thrown at me uh, with the film so it sort of 
dropped off a little bit. Um, and then I got some other people involved in it uh, mm. and um, progressed it a little bit further. But uh, as of uh, today... Oh, today. Oh, no. We've had some some uh, pretty massive news. Um, can't release anything just yet. But, uh, but Potentially had, good news. Uh, really good news. All right, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to, like, oh, don't devastate me yeah, again. Yeah, no, no, some really, really good news. <laughs> um, and uh, around about the 30th of June, um, if, you're, uh, if you're for those playing at home, uh, mm-hmm. follow us on um, you know, Facebook and Instagram, Painting Blood Movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have the links um, in the comments, so links yeah. to Shadow Wolf Productions yeah. and links to Painting Blood. <clears throat> yeah, sweet. So, yeah, check out the links. There's They're in there. Some, some, some big news coming on around about, around, about the 30th of June so um, look it's definitely been worth the wait mm-hmm. uh, of I mean it's been a journey the roller coaster's not over yet because we go to um, uh, Western uh, um, Western Sydney Film Hangouts right yeah, yeah. and uh, I usually have a beer and a very short chat because you've got to work the whole room yeah that's right because um, yeah. uh, otherwise me and you will end up, end up just talking in a corner for ages without yeah. networking it's a networking <laughs> event check it out as well yeah um, uh, big shout out to uh, Maddie Va- uh, Maddie V and uh, Rachel RBM Belmires. Rachel Bel- Rachel Bel- um, but uh, yeah, every time I talk to you about paid in blood, mm. there's like, yeah, it's going really well. Oh man, I just got kicked in the nuts. Yeah, I just yeah. got kicked in the nuts, dude. I'm like, oh man, that sounds horrible. It is a roller coaster. It has been for the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you've uh, been persistent, man. Like, cause you've got oh, you've got some campaigns running on that bad boy. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, it's uh, look. One of the biggest things that I've learned off doing this is trust your gut instinct um, mm-hmm. because. The, the news that's coming on the th- you know uh, next couple of weeks mm-hmm. it should have been news that was happening a year ago if I had listened to my gut instinct um, yeah. so it's taken me a year to sort of go through all this other stuff and, and ride the roller coaster this emotional roller coaster that we're mm-hmm. on with this film um, and finally got it to where it is now and uh, yeah as of today sort of got clarification bit of, a bit news. of fresh air today yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh, and it's it's um you know it was going a little bit stale um, because obviously. Yeah, like that's said, the worst feeling, man. Exactly. Like when you when you got a project, working so hard on it, and, and it's just, it just starts going a bit stale. But now it's uh, just been basically reborn uh, and just got this, you know, all this new emotion that's come back through. Well, that's the manic depression stoked. of being a well, filmmaker, exactly. man. One day you could be totally burnt, and the next day you it's, could be like, got some funding locked in, or can I can pay some people and get this done? Crazy, crazy industry, um, and yeah, it's it's really emotional, but you just got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to your gut and stick with it. Well, I think that's where passion comes into it. Mm. You've got to be passionate about what you're doing. Yeah, if I was doing this for, for money, I would have backed out years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah if, if you want to drive a Datsun and eat cheese in your car... <laughs> yeah, become an actor. Become nah. an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Hate money? Yeah. Want to destroy your life? Become an actor. Yeah, no. Get in the or, or film industry. Get in the film industry. Be a director. Mm. Um, <laughs> pour money into things and, 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 and learn to cry. Yeah. Um, no, but look, it's all doom and gloom. Yeah. There is certainly um, payoffs in, yeah, in doing it. Um, but there's a, a, a massive theme that keeps coming up is that there's a lot of background going into getting to those moments of yeah. gold. Yeah. Um, and they certainly outweigh it, you know. Um, you know, being a being on screen, I'm mm. sure you would have had those moments where you go, "Man, this is this is it." Yeah. And look, every um, I, I don't really believe in mistakes. Uh, you know, every well, this news that's coming up uh, coming out soon um, mm-hmm. about paid in blood. This dates back to a decision that was made back in 2011, uh, and about six or seven decisions, you know, throughout. Uh, they can all be linked back to. Where this is, where this film's going, and where it's headed, and connections that I've yeah. made, and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, look, I think if um, if you have those particular moments on a, on a film set, um, or even not on a film set, sort of writing or, or even writing, yeah, yeah, um, you got these defining moments. You just got to pay attention mm. to it. And I think it's sort of uh, you know get a bit spiritual for a second but um uh, oh, yeah, no, it's, absolutely it's, it's the universe i think sort of telling me something if you're a little bit open to it uh, mm-hmm. and open to uh to seeing these particular uh um, it's strange yeah look uh look, there's an experience it. especially writing um you know you write your first couple of scripts and it might be a bit you know um 
angular, mm. a bit jarred, you, you know, trying to find that narrative arc, trying to piece pieces together. But then you write your second, your third, your fourth, yeah. and then you go through the depression of, oh, that's on the back burner, and yeah. I'm going to work on this script. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got six scripts on the back burner yeah. and you're working on one. <laughs> And, um, you know, and there's some that just get shelved. You're like, oh, I wish I could work on that. Exactly. Um, but I've had these moments as, uh, as my um, writing has progressed that I can feel it uh, leaving my fingers. Mm. You know, when you're in that mode where you're just connected with yourself and you've got these characters yeah. talking and it's yeah. just leaving your body into the script. And you, and you create um, emotional bonds with someone that you've just made up these characters that aren't even real you yeah because you you, you've set up these frameworks and then you get them talking and then you get them having emotions and then yeah Yeah, it's interesting because you're so i've got got goosebumps thinking about it it's really cool yeah you you could have four completely different people sitting at at one table having a conversation Mm. um and before you get the actors or, or anyone else involved uh they're four completely different characters on paper but that's all you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you've written all that. You've had these different uh, opinions and, and these conversations with yourself. And it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a, like, it's, when you start, like, my experience when I started writing was, um, you know, you draw on your own experiences mm. and you draw on things that you know. Yeah. But when you start formulating a few characters, you realise, oh, I need to create more diversity yeah. because I'm, I'm locked into me being me. Yeah, that's right. You need to start getting outside yourself yep. to write other characters. And I find that journey is yeah, actually research. interesting. Yeah, doing some research yeah. and then um, investigating that is actually quite interesting as well. If, um, yeah, if, if, if the cops had a look at your search history as a writer... Um, <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. Uh, I would have been arrested after pay, uh, after um, uh, Blind Justice, the, the researches I did for Oh, that, what, so. you mean the uh, revenge fantasy chasing ra- uh, rapist and a murderer? And pedophile, and, yeah. And, and, and pedophile, and rapist, murderer. The, yeah. How do you? Uh, how do you? How do you poison? Yeah, yeah. How do you? How do you kill? Yeah. What's the best toxin to use yeah. to kill a person? Because I'm doing it, you know. And then your mind, you to go like, I'm, well, I'm doing, doing this a for film. I'm, I'm just doing a film. I'm doing this for a script. So, but I want it to be, you know, as realistic yeah, as possible. It needs to be realistic. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh, well, look, you've been acting in Sydney for what? You know. The, the the you know the the better half of years. fourteen years yeah. right, um, so you would have gone to different screenings, you would have gone to different festivals. Yeah. What's a, what's that journey been like from when you started in the industry uh, up to now? Because I've noticed a bit of a shift out there. Yeah, yeah. In the industry itself, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I um, it, there's definitely a shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, I don't know the the, the passion of. People seem a lot more passionate now, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think uh, well unafraid, perhaps. As yeah, well. yeah, they're willing to take a lot more risks, mm-hmm. uh, and you know they're not all in it. Like going back, say I don't know. Well, I guess it's I've matured as an actor as well, and as a as yeah, an totally. adult uh, as well. So I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing things a little bit differently. I mm-hmm. don't know, but. Um, yeah, just from, you know, obviously from when I started to now, uh, people always wanted that, that payday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want just this this one thing, I just want to do it, the quick, easy route. Yeah, I want to be a CEO, superstar, yeah. rock star, and it, I, want, exactly. I want everything, and I want my own private jet. Yeah, you know, um, I remember speaking, um, oh, what was it, to uh, one of the very, very, very first sort of mediocre short films I was a supporting role was, I don't know. Was it one of the ones I was directing? If it was mediocre, it must have been something I was working on. <laughs> no, it was well before that. But uh, I remember speaking to, to a guy on it and he, he, he turned around and he said something, uh, I mean, this is like yeah, 13, 14 years ago, but he said something along the lines of, um, uh, you, you can become an overnight success in this industry. Um, all you've got to do is, is get that, that one film or so, something like that. And then he referenced uh, Matt Damon mm-hmm. uh, and Ben Affleck. I'll look at them with Goodwill Hunting. They did one film and they were an overnight success. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow, wow. If that's what you honestly think, uh, you know, don't worry about the 10 years that they put oh, into it, 10 years or so oh. more. Yeah, but there, yeah, you're right, though. There is no such thing as an overnight success, man. Um, no. You know, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Like, Ben Affleck was in. Um, Dazed and confused yes, as a exactly, teenager, man. Exactly, and you know, you look at them back then; they've worked so hard up until that point. And yeah, that might have been their defining moment, uh, or, or you know, they're obviously their sh- the ceiling started. Yeah, yeah, that ceiling smash. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of work that was put into that prior to it, and I, I th- a lot of people don't particularly see that behind the scenes, especially if they're not in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, like a lot of people say, Chris Hemsworth, for example, oh, yeah, he did Thor and he's just this massive. There's a lot of films, Home and Away. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that was actually done prior to actually getting over there and. and yeah, there's a lot of background into that. So, Massive a lot of <coughs> amount of background. Yeah. But uh, look, uh, even talking to, uh, you know, because I, I listen to a lot of um, uh, band uh, podcasts mm. and, and how they came to success. Yep. And I, I noticed there's a correlation between the two. And uh, they would say, look, you do all the really hard work to in the hope mm. that you'll be in the right place <coughs> at the right time. Because yeah. Yeah, exactly. if you're in the right place at the right time and you don't have... The, the, the talent and the experience you're yeah. not going to make it yeah, you, no. you've got to build it somehow exactly you've got to uh, and you've got to be prepared when it when it does come uh, mm. because it's not just going to go you know all, the, all your stars are, all your planets align everything's perfect for you here you go on a silver planet it's going to come probably at the most inconvenient time mm -hmm. uh, and you're just going to have to roll with it uh, and it's yeah. part of uh, you know adaptation to avoid extinction type of thing yeah well you've got to be a bit agile yeah. uh, and, and for instance as we were talking about it before man you've got to have different skill sets yeah. you can't just be one thing these days you've got <coughs> exactly. to be multiple things and then ultimately it comes down to passion because yeah. you're not going to win all your fights no. you're not going to everything that you, every film you make is not going to get screen time no, exactly like, you know, you're not going to get six million hits on every movie you make. Right? So I had that conversation. But when you when you do get six million hits, it's bloody awesome, yeah. right? But nonetheless, I had that conversation with someone the other week. Oh, do another one uh, and put it out there, and you get another six million hits. And I went, "There's no, no guarantee." There's no how it works, mate. <laughs> yeah, um, this is from someone that wasn't in the the film industry, obviously. But um, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, very grateful for the six million hits, and mm. obviously making some revenue there back with the, the ads and uh, stuff uh, like uh, that. Yeah, that, uh, that advertising revenue. Yeah. Um, so. You know, but yeah, it's not going to happen with every single. Uh, uh, That'd be great. Put out there. So. That'd be fantastic if everything you touch turned to gold. Exactly. Uh, but like you, you, you were touching on before, you don't look at the world as um, you know, think you know that things that have failed. Because mm. right? I, I have a similar outlook on it, where yeah. um, if something goes wrong, it's usually a lesson in it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there's. And there's usually multiple lessons. Yeah. It's not just one lesson. There's usually a, a multiple of lessons. Mm. But I think that the courage is is to go out and publish. Um, ultimately, if you're making something and you go, oh, not everyone's going to like it. Doesn't matter what you've made, not everyone's going to like it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what you made. Exactly. You're going to find it somewhere, and um, and it's not just the process of writing, directing, acting getting the composition, mm. getting the edit done. There's also the process of distributing it yeah, exactly. as well. So you need to yeah. learn those processes. Even though, you know, your first your first film may not be, you know, all the chops that you thought it was going to be, yeah. um, I, I, I still recommend to people, still go out through the publishing yeah, process, yeah. see how it works, yeah. um, put it on different platforms, see how it reacts. Yeah, yeah. Put it into different festivals, see what reception yeah, it gets. Yep, yeah, exactly right. Uh, well, touching back on, on I'm Here Too, we put it on Vimeo originally and mm. there wasn't that many hits. I think it maybe four four or 500 hits mm -hmm. uh, in Which is still pretty two, modest two, two, two months. Yeah, that's, um, still, that's still all right, though. Yeah, it's not, not too bad. But then, um, you know, you put it on YouTube and you get six million views. Compared to six million, it's, it's bugger all. <clears> but. So, and now it's on, um, uh, you know, got distributed in, in a couple of different places. SoFi uh, um, uh, picked it up and, you know, a mm -hmm. few other places. Um, uh, Largo Entertainment picked it up. So it's on cable over uh, in some over in the States and mm -hmm. North America. So in Sweden, I think as well. Uh, oh, mate, I'd, lo I'd love to get my yeah. first uh, million hits. Uh, yeah. I'm getting more thousands these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting more thousands. They will come. Build, yeah. it, build it and they will come. Build it and they will yeah. come, yeah. But you just got to be bold and public. Actually, you know, the funny thing about build it and they will come. Mm -hmm. Uh, I put off I'm here to about three times shooting it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and uh, speaking to uh, my uh, co-director, co-producer, uh, Marissa, mm -hmm. Marissa Kay, uh, shout out to her, mm -hmm. uh, she, she sort of mentioned the same sort of thing, uh, you know, build it and they'll come sort of thing. And I said, you know what? Okay, let's do it. And I just went, we'll make this date. Mm -hmm. This is when we're shooting. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I just threw the shoot date out there. I said, if you can make it, great. If you can't, don't worry we'll get other people to fill your mm -hmm. spots miraculously everyone became available for the shoot well, um, when you put that deadline out there exactly it, it, it creates a bit of sense of urgency exactly right. i really find a deadline is bloody helpful so, when you're trying to launch your shit so many people came on board uh for free or for um mm -hmm. uh reduced fee obviously for what it uh what it represented what the film represented mm -hmm. um but uh yeah build it and they'll come you know had i kept putting that off uh and obviously being a bit fearful of tackling such a uh taboo topic delicate in a that's topic, what i mean that was a bloody bold 
old film, dude. Yeah, we had to do it justice. So that always was in the back of my head. Maybe we shouldn't do it. Maybe we shouldn't do it. Um, but because it's one of the big like, there's, yeah. there's some major rules in filmmaking. Yeah. They're the unwritten laws, right? Don't kill a dog in your movie. Yeah, yeah. You, you can kill as many humans as you like yeah, in a film. Yeah. People won't care. You kill yeah. a dog. People <laughs> are like, oh, yeah, dog. Yeah, Right, and the other one, and one of the other ones is just don't talk about suicide. That's Stay true. away yeah. from suicide. Yeah. Talking about suicide is no good. Mm. Um, but I think uh, we need to evolve beyond that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, again, though, man, props for yeah. tackling yeah, that yeah, subject. Yeah, That's you. like one of the hardest things yeah, to do. yeah. Really difficult. And now I've done it. It's uh, you know what else? Yeah. What other boundaries can we uh, can we push? Yeah. Look, that's a feather in the cap. And yeah. like, and, and as your mate, I'd be saying, man, keep keep making movies. It doesn't matter what movies you're making. Yeah. Follow yeah. your heart. Yeah. Follow follow what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, follow follow what's um. You know, it makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, or follow. You know, perhaps or maybe not what makes you happy. Follow another cause. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of causes out there to fight for. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. keep nailing the the, the, the same it's the same one thing. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, so. Um, where were we up to? I've gotten a bit lost with you, man. Where are we going? <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, your... Okay, so what, we're talking about backburners. Yep. Um, you've got paid in blood that's, you know, uh, out there and, and churning. Mm. Have you got, any, right. other, you got so any other projects out we're, there? We're still uh, uh, looking for investors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, look. For, for paid in blood. Again, uh, the, the uh, will be in the link. Yeah, uh, sure. Shadow of Productions and... Um, Walls. Uh, Shadow Wolves Productions, yeah. sorry, sorry. Shadow Wolves Productions and uh, Paid in Blood. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, look, it's like one of those things, all right? So if you go to a music venue, mm. right, and there's some uh, garage bands playing, buy the merchandise. Exactly. If you want to be a part of uh, uh, the film uh, industry in Western Sydney, don't mm. forget to donate, man. That's donate it. your time Invest. or a little bit of a little bit of dosh, a little bit of spondula. And uh, once this news hits uh, at the end of the month. You're gonna to want to invest. So yeah, it's, man. Uh, it's um, it's gonna be pretty. And have a, uh, check but it. Check out what you get for investing. You'll yeah. always get something out of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when we have investors into um, the projects that are still searching runs, you'll always get something out yeah. of it. Yeah. At minimum, you'll get VIP treatment. Yeah. At minimum, you'll yeah. be treated like a star. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's right. That's where I want to go back to. The backburners. No, 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 not the back burners, not the back burners. Put the back burners on the back burner. Put the back burner on the back burner. Um, the, the changing mediascape, the oh, changing yeah, film yeah. industry. Yeah. So to where, it, to where your experience is starting and, 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 and then when you started really getting into the industry to where it is now, you know, yeah. is there, is there um, do, do you think there's a bit of a film movement going on? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. I guess uh, the more people I speak to, all the different... Um, uh, film sets that I'm involved with the different scales of the film sets have a big you know if you're working on a, a lot where there's a lot of students and things like that I guess they're all still learning but the the film industry as a whole um, I think the the biggest uh, uh, females mm-hmm. uh, obviously becoming a, a lot more um, yeah they're definitely becoming more prominent uh, yeah, yeah more, more prominent and stronger uh, stronger roles as well which mm-hmm. I, I think is great um, you know not just the you know, the the particular female has to take her shirt off to to you know win over the particular. Scene. Yeah, man. Like um, we've talked about this before. Like mm. uh, to get funding from uh, <coughs> yeah. uh, from bigger organisations, and at some point they go, yeah, uh, uh, where's the where's the, 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 the tits and ass? Yeah, where's so the tits and ass in this, man? Because otherwise you're not going to get your money. Exactly, and it's uh, it's sad that that's the the. That's the selling dynamic. point. That's the selling point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think audiences are smarter than that these days. Well, I, and I think, I think that's I, a real so. archaic idea. And I think that people that are sort of still referencing those particular comments are living in the past as well. Yeah. Um, the audiences are smarter. I mean, look at smart horror, for example. Mm-hmm. Prime example. Um, you know, the audiences are becoming smarter. They're they're expecting and wanting more mm-hmm. than just the the standard B rate. You know. Um, exploitation film that uh, used to sell. Mm. There's still a niche market for it. Well, yeah, it depends on what you mean by exploitation. Like, I know what you mean from the exploitation uh, of uh, perhaps women. Yeah. But I mean, like, perhaps if you look at the exploitation, uh, because exploitation is really about when they say that there's this big actor in a film. Yeah, yeah. Because it goes back to... Okay, that's... Yeah, yeah, it goes back to pre... you know, uh, national release. So, yeah. like, you had The Exorcist, that was his national release film, came over to Australia, na- 
international release. Yep. Before that, you'd go to the cinema and you'd look at a poster. Yeah, that was You'd it. see a film that goes, oh, it's got Bruce Lee in it. I'll go and watch that. Yeah. But they put one frame of Bruce Lee in yeah. there. You're like, Bruce Lee wasn't in that film. They go, well, if you actually go to frame 439... He was. He was actually yeah. in the film. You know, so uh, executive decision with um, uh, Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty cool, though. <laughs> that was like one of those um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson yeah. moments getting yeah. eaten by a shark. Yeah. You're like, oh, this guy... Oh! oh okay, that's it. <laughs> No Spoiler alert! Um, you know uh, he got sucked out of an aeroplane. Yeah, sucked out Seagal. of an aeroplane. Uh, but Kurt yeah. Russell was the uh, well, that, Kurt Russell is boss though. That's yeah. right. But he's yeah, really good. He was he was sold so much in that Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. He was in it for about fifteen minutes, and that was it. Um, but uh, and it wasn't yeah. really a spectacular death either. No. It was kind of just like a you know um, an OHS issue. Yeah, <laughs> gone wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but same with uh, some of the old Jackson. You know, we're gonna come up with this plan. We're gonna save the whole day. Oh, yeah, shark eats him alive. See you later. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a bit of a you know, that's exploitation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But um, when you look at Australian film, uh, you know, it was uh, Tarantino that believes that he coined it. I'm not entirely sure, uh, but Ozploitation. Ozploitation, yeah. So that Ozploitation idea, I think there's still a bit of a, um, a Ozploitation esque mm. um, thing that's going on in uh, Sydney and Western Sydney yep. at the moment. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I go back to um, people that I've read, uh, it seems to be attached to accessibility. Mm. Um, you know, to make a movie ten years ago yeah. was really difficult. Um, like it, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword. I like you know when I'm doing corporate videos, they'll say, "I'll oh, just shoot it on an iPhone, and you can do it a bit cheaper." Yeah. You're like, "Mate, that's not it's not the same thing." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. could. I could. I could, to- I could totally do it. But if I bring like. 3, 4K cameras, I can yeah. do a way better job. Yeah, exactly. they, they, that's night and day. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, if you're doing like social media yeah. promotion, yeah, of course yeah, use a phone. It's definitely uh, the, the market for it. Yeah, for if, you, if you want a cinematic um, uh, commercial <coughs> done of your establishment, I recommend yeah. shooting it in 4K. It's just exactly. one of those things, right? Exactly. Tool, right tool for the right job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a, that, that, that's one edge of the sword. That accessibility yeah. has actually, in, in my experience, blurred people's perceptions yeah. of what that and, and expectations as yep. well, because uh, media is so accessible. Mm. Like even before the you know the the dark um, you know uh, pirate days where mm. you can uh, you know in Australia we were you know let's face it the worst at it. <laughs> but it's not our it's not our fault. It's our isolation. Well, that's right. I, exactly. If you look at it, it's our isolation. Exactly. They release things here way too late, so we just download it off the internet. Uh, but those days are really closing out because yeah. now people are streaming. Um, it's a lot know. more accessible, and I, I think you've got um, a lot more options now as well. Um, people didn't, I guess, maybe speaking for myself, but I, I didn't want to download illegally because I wanted to no. pay credit where credit's due, and, and you know, you need return on your investment. You've put this out there, and you know, I want to pay to, to you know watch that particular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, however, sometimes you might have been pushed down that avenue because... I wanted it earlier. I wanted to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't available. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that, that, that happened more often than not. Because um, I, like, you know, I, think, I think I own, like, something ridiculous, like 3,000, 4,000 videos, yeah, right? Yeah. Something It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I've got them in boxes. Yeah. I only keep the good ones out and I rotate them. Like right? VHS, you're talking? No, 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 DVD. Oh, DVD. DVD, yeah. man, yeah. I, um, I, I, you know, I collect the covers. Yeah. Okay. I'm more interested in the cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you're just going to stream it if it's available. Yeah. Because if you're going to watch, you know, um, Dark Knight Rising, yeah. it's probably on Netflix or yeah, Stan, yeah, right? Yeah, so you're yeah. going to go watch it there. Um, don't get me wrong, nothing like busting a Blu-ray and putting it on 7.1. Yeah, You yeah. get that out of the streaming now yeah. as well. You get yeah, that ultra... Exactly. Uh, you get that ultralight 4K, which yeah. is... You've got to be an expert to tell the difference. Yeah. Um, but... Um, yeah, I oh know. I'm, I'm more into collecting the covers, man. Yeah. And and look, don't get me wrong. That in the background, you go, oh, look, you're supporting the industry. You're doing it, and um, you know, to to really add, um, you know, uh, uh, insult to injury. Uh, being an Australian, downloaded a few films. Been in the past. Don't do it anymore, by the way. Yeah. Don't do it anymore. Yeah. But there was a time where I did. Um, but don't, it was don't a, do it, kids. Don't do it. But I was, you know, to to add uh, injury to insult, uh, uh, insult to injury. Is that, is that the right yeah, way around? Insult to injury. Yeah, insult to injury. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I would buy an Australian film. Yeah, yeah. Always buy an yeah, Australian yeah, yeah. film. Hundred no, like, percent. 
you know, uh, if it was an Aussie film, you're like, oh, even it, it may it may be shit, but I'm going to buy it yeah. because I need to support it. Exactly. And I want the cover because I'm a real Uber nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, totally buy your content. Um, Isn't it funny how we justify that, though? But it's Aussie film, so I'll buy yeah, it. Yeah, I'll buy it then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was exactly the same, though. Um, yeah. I'll, but the days have changed, though. Yeah. 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 And look, I, I think... Um, I think it's changed for the better. Uh, look, there's a lot more... At- there's pros and cons. Yeah. It's a lot more accessible. But you know, Australian of- film is getting out there way more now I because of Netflix. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, heaps, heaps more. Um, because I think the you know, the the age-old, oh, it's an Aussie film, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. it's an Australian film, right. Okay, yeah, no worries. You're going to have these expectations. There's, there's expectations. It's like when you say, oh, there's a new Aussie drama coming out. You're like... Great. I, I bet I can guess who's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it won't take you much to identify <laughs> that at all. every single other Aussie drama on TV, mm-hmm. and I bet I can tell you what it's about too. <laughs> you know, so there's that expectation, uh, with, but that's shifting, mm-hmm. uh, I think, as well. So, uh, you know, it's an Aussie film. Oh, okay. Because right. yeah. there's been some, some really good ones that have come out over the past few years. Um, yeah, well, there's a few Keystone Yardstick sort of films out there. Yeah. If you go back to, like, The Castle, yeah. if you go back behind that, um, you know, if you really want to get into it, Picnic and Hanging Rock, Picnic if you, if you want to go down yeah. those sort of avenues, uh, you know, uh, Man from Snowy River. But these are, like, Australian-esque iconical yes, yeah. sort of films but like I would bring up this but yeah, you remember a movie called The Fortress with uh, Christopher Lambert no alright so this Christopher Lambert's in this high tech prison yeah. and they've all got American accents and they escape out of prison and he's like this superhero that you know ends up with a minigun yeah right yeah. Not, not cliche at all go home and watch it yeah yeah you should you'd like it but <laughs> I'll it's download n- it legally yeah yeah download it legally <laughs> but if you check yeah. out The Fortress Man that was that was an Australian film it was shot in Brisbane hmm but you look at it okay. and you go, that's an American film. Okay, yeah. You, you, know, you look at it, just because of the postcode it was yes. shot in, it's an Australian film. Well, look more recently, Upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, that was shot in, uh, was it South, South Australia, I think it was? Yeah. So it was shot in South Australia. South uh, Australians have always been killing it, though. Yeah. Lee Wainel uh, mm-hmm. directed that, who you know, wrote the first Saw. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Pitch that, Black. They did Pitch Black yeah, in South Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, technically... Classed as Aussie films. Yeah. Oh, well, look, there's one that I've got to, like, um, for our, our Kiwi brothers out there, uh, I've got to just put uh, put to rest now that I've got this opportunity. Uh, there's a film out there called The Piano, right? It got an Academy yeah, Award, okay. right? right. Yeah, and it was it was at the Academy Awards. They've gone, and, and then there's this Australian film for this Academy Award. Yep. It was actually shot in New Zealand. Yeah, okay. But the business directory went through Sydney. Okay, okay. So that postcode. So technically it's an Aussie film. Yeah. But it was actually but shot. Don't, don't we adopt everything? We do. Like, that's just not... Like, Russell Crowe. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know if we... Had, uh, didn't we... <laughs> didn't we adopt him out? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I always get likened to Russell Crowe, so... Um, I do uh, like Russell Crowe, though. Yeah. Have you ever seen younger younger things of Russell Crowe? Like, his younger like role? Stomper days or... No, earlier. Earlier, huh? Yeah, he's like a real sort of pimple-faced teenager. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's not again. It's like it's it, it's it's night and day with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he's to- like you you see Russell Crowe now. Like uh, for instance, uh, I watched the night uh, the nice guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really love that yeah. film. It's one of those ones I watch over and over. Yeah. Um, there's not many of those that I do anymore. Um, the back in you know five ten. I won't go past 10, yeah. but, you know, years ago, <laughs> yeah. um, I'd watch films over and over and over yeah. and over and over, yeah. and over to nauseam. Um, you know, you ask anyone that knows me, I've yeah. watched films to nauseam. Like my three-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what, what's the, what, what's your three-year-old's poison? What do you, what, what's the oh, film that... I, the, the movie, oh, he's watched Cars a million times. Um, but, Cars uh, is popular. And Trolls. But the one he's, he's, he's hooked on at the moment is uh, actually Frozen. Uh, okay. I that four times in one day the other day, so that's, uh, yeah. that's interesting. Well, uh, well, here's an interesting question because I'll tell you, I'll tell you the answer to the question before I ask yeah. it. Right. So when I was four, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh wow, yeah. I'd okay. watch that over and over yeah. on VHS. Do you remember what your film that you used to punish your parents with? Because um, now you got frozen, you and now you're at the other yeah. end of the stick. Um, like, do you remember what 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 your stick was? No, I don't. No. I don't remember. You have to ask him. Yeah, I will. Like, what was the movie that I made you watch over? Because every kid's got one. Yeah, my I know, my wife's was the Goonies. Oh, that's a good she's, movie. I mean, she still watch that back to back. I still watch that over <laughs> and over again. It's just a really heartwarming film. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I can't. I honestly can't remember with myself. Um, but I'm sure I've got like, yeah, I'm sure I've got a few. Well, there's all, there's ones that I did in my teenage years yeah. that I watched over and over and again. Oh, 
Point Break. For point Break. Oh yeah, I, mean, I watched origin, that the, the other day. The original Point. Break. The original. Don't, watch the, other, home from don't school. watch the other Point Break. That's no. not actually Point Break. It's not. It's a completely different film, and they've just used the you same use that name. title. So yeah. Like, yeah okay. Nice marketing campaign. Yeah. Uh, fail. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I used to come home from school uh, every single day and chuck that on and watch yeah. it. I, I could recite. I've got. I've got a strange theory though about Point Break. Mm. Now that you bring it up, mm. you know the Bra Boys. Yeah. I think they named. The Bra Boys from Point Break. Oh, really? Yeah, because um, I may be totally wrong about this. Yeah. Like, look it up on the internet later. Put in the comments and tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> but this is what I think, right? Yeah. Um, because they use the word bra yeah. a lot, right? So yeah. they don't say bro. They yeah. get bra. Yeah. And I think that's where it sort of stemmed from. Okay. And I think it was a Californian uh, surfer yeah. lingo that yeah. was translated into a film that surfers relate to because like yeah man endless summer because it's a cool endless idea summer, like bro. yeah yeah, yeah and, endless summer brah and then yeah. they got and then out of that the, the lingo the surf and then that lingo gets hang tan brought into the the zeitgeist of what yeah. surfers are saying and okay. then all of a sudden you know you got the bra boys like yeah. well not all of a sudden but like you got the name yeah, yeah the yeah. bra boys yeah. i'm sure there's more to the bra boys than yeah. just the name <laughs> but uh yeah interesting theory yeah. if you're gonna go conspiracy on these things you know uh that's, you, that's gotta. you gotta you gotta what 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 else is there mm. um uh, I'd so, be interested in uh, hearing your theory on JFK, but uh, that's, oh, another, man, that, that's, that's another episode. episode. <laughs> uh, uh, Nathan, I've invited you back uh, for uh, another round. Uh, we've just gone through Northwoods. Or like, I just don't want to unpack that right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, no, I think one of my uh, films that I watched religiously mm. uh, in my 20s was Fight Club. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, it was a really odd thing because I went... Uh, well, not odd. It was just peculiar, I guess. I don't know which way to frame that. But um, when I was uh, in my twenties, I was in a different job, and then I ended up doing film school in my thirties. Yep. And then I actually did a two thousand word essay on Fight Club. Yeah, right. And I learned uh, it's it's funny how your brain works yep. and why you like things. Yeah. Now Fight Club broke all the rules. Yeah. Yeah. It broke it, cinematic wall. rules. Yeah. Broke, yeah. <laughs> broke fourth wall. Cinematic rules. One yeah. of the biggest cinematic rules is don't film under fluorescent. Yeah, yeah. Don't film because it will come out green. Yeah. So you do your white balance, come out green. Yeah. And they the whole film shot under and, fluorescent and, light and, and nailed it. <laughs> Another rule in uh, cine- cinematography is don't zoom. Yeah. Yeah. First scene done a zoom. <laughs> it's like man. Yeah. When you go back and analyze it from a, a filmmaker's eye, yeah, rather than a, an audience eye, you're like these guys are just li- deliberately breaking every rule break? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they were it was, that, it was like they were on a hunt yeah. to break every rule but isn't that funny who sets these rules because they've just proved that you don't have to do them you don't have to abide by these rules oh, oh of course them. it's 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 convention yeah, though yeah. it's convention to yeah. go by those rules you know the, the you know looking room uh headroom mm. um another one that really blows the rules out of the water is uh mr robot yeah, okay. Yeah, cinematic... Yeah. If you want to look at the way that cinematic rules are totally trashed and discarded... Mm. Um, but the thing is, they do it in a way where it still has um, technical prowess. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Okay. It's not like they're doing these things that are blurry and out of frame. They're changing looking rooms. They're changing headrooms. They're putting th- people in awkward yeah, positions that yeah. that aren't pleasing to the eye. Because that's where cinematic rules come from. It's okay. pleasing to yeah. the eye. And to, the, and, to the, and to the untrained eye, or, or to the, someone that's not involved with film, just from an audience perspective, you might be looking at them going, why do I feel uncomfortable about this scene? Why don't I like this scene? Why and, am I getting this particular yeah. you know, feeling about this scene? And you'll never know why. Well, that's probably why. Well, that, well there's a, you can study it if you check it out. It's called semiotics, man. So you have uh, signals and signifiers. So you signify something to produce a signal. Yeah, okay. So if you, if you show a face of someone yep. and then show a bowl of food afterwards, mm. you can ask a, a group of people, what is that person thinking? That person's hungry. Yeah. That person's yeah. thinking about food. Yeah. Um, if you show the same face but pretend that it's a different face mm. and then put up a, a coffin, yeah. Okay. What is that person thinking? <clears throat> mm. Oh, they're grieving. Yeah. And then show them. I've actually just used the same face. Yeah. Okay. But, but with you, a different, you... with a different image afterwards. Yeah. So that's what that's what you call semiotics. Yeah. So right. it's to signify what that person's thinking yeah. about. And uh, Mr. Robot, they still use that semiotic process. Yeah. yeah. But they just discard the rules. They, they they go fucking headroom. Who needs yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> a looking room. Nah. Don't do that. Oh look, let's do. Shouldn't do a zoom here. 
Let's do a Zoom let's, here. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. Um, uh, going back to Fight Club. Uh, and there's the, a definitely... Oh, maybe I'm going into my... Uh, maybe it's a bit Freudian, like, between Fight Club and, you know, Mr. Robot. They're yeah, very similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. In certain ways. Sorry, I've cut you off. No, no. It's... Uh, yeah, with Fight Club, one of the, the uh, first, I guess, short films that I ever wrote and, and sort of directed mm-hmm. completely and this is a learning experience completely um, neglected sound I thought hey like as long as we get the, the, the shot mm-hmm. great you know sound will, will fall in uh, completely wrong sound is, is you know uh, silent killer uh, yeah I've, I've uh, been down this path with you before uh, Brendan yes yeah, yeah I have. have we have yeah so it's um, learned yeah. many lessons <laughs> it was one of those things where um, yeah, started uh, obviously after that. Started looking a lot more about sound and music and mm-hmm. and, and all that sort of stuff in films. And uh, one of the biggest things I found was was Fight Club. They're talking about uh, sound effects, mm-hmm. um, how it can completely change the uh, the audience's feeling of that particular scene of mm-hmm. what they're seeing, uh, just by by one sound effect. And they showed um, where Edward Norton and um, uh, Brad Pitt Brad Pitt are fighting. The, the first fight that they have out in front of the, the bar. Yeah, where he's actually fighting himself, but yeah. he's fighting Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's fighting, uh, they're, they're having a fight out the front, and Brad Pitt takes a massive air, uh, massive swing and punches Edward Norton in the ear. The first punch of the whole... No, no, it's the other way around. Edward Norton punches... Brad Pitt. In the ear. Okay. Well, because you it. punched me in the fucking ear, man. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, didn't mean to... Uh... <laughs> I wrote a 2,000 word essay on this, Brendan. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so, yeah, Edward Norton punches Brad Pitt in the ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they showed that one scene as, as they shot it mm-hmm. uh, with the music in the background, a couple of sound effects. And then they said there wasn't the emotion for that scene that, that it needed. So they added a freight train very faintly, that's right yeah very yeah yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In the background and doing the doppler effect yeah. in the background yeah yeah and just as brad, uh, uh, brad pitt gets punched by edward norton mm-hmm. the freight train passes by uh and so it's basically like this and then freight and, train and they, they synchronize it to the impact yeah. yeah okay and they they show them side but like one after the other you mm-hmm. watch it and you go okay yeah cool and then you watch it with the freight train and completely different emotion uh, when you watch it oh wow that was a really hard do you want to know that do you want to know the geeky terminology for this yeah go. it's called uh dive Diegetics. Diegetics. Yeah. yeah, so you have non-diegetic, diegetic sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's some film school shit yeah, coming yeah. out right there uh, to get to get uber nerd on it. Um, if you don't know me, uber nerd. Yeah. Um, yeah. I look. Uh, Fight Club is one of those things that if you listen to Fred Durst, I list, I watched it more than forty-seven times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about in the? What's one of the films that you reflect back on? when you were a kid you know one of mine's Back to the Future if, I, okay. if I'm feeling a bit down yeah. I'll go back and watch Marty McFly change the past you know it makes you feel better yeah, what's, right. what's, what's your what's oh. your feel better film I don't know to be honest I, I, I... like it's hard to get time to yeah, watch a film especially yeah. you know, well, now you know, you're a parent crazy yeah crazy yeah, parent for the second time just had a newborn yeah congratulations last week so Ah, sleep deprived. Um, you don't know what sleep is. No, nah, no. Nah. But um, <laughs> yeah, look, oh, I don't know. I, I honestly, I honestly couldn't tell. You. Point Break is one of those things I originally go back to uh, mm-hmm. and watch. Obviously, I used to watch it religiously, but I watch every every at least couple of months or once a year or something mm-hmm. like that now, um, because that was the biggest thing that uh, sort of I don't know. I sort of worked with it in a way that uh, it got me into wanting to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I wanted. What to role are you, Keanu, or are you we talking? Uh, well, like, uh, okay, so I, I wanted to growing up. You know, you as a little kid, I wanted to be a fireman, and then I wanted mm-hmm. to be an, an ambulance officer, and then I wanted to be, um, you know, a, an astronaut. I'm sure at one point. Um, Who doesn't want to be an astronaut, <laughs> really? And uh, yeah, so I had to, you know, growing up. You want to do all these different things, but. For me, Point Break was I want to be uh, uh, you know, a police officer. I wanted to be um, you know, Johnny Utah um, and uh, undercover and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I sort of looked at it when I got a little bit older and I was like, you know what? You want to be Brody. I, 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 I want to be... <laughs> you want to uh, rob banks. Come on. I, I want to be <laughs> we all a, an actor. You can you can be a, a fireman. You can be an ambulance officer. You can be a... a, you, know, a oh, that's really you, know, you can do all those particular roles if you're actually an actor. You, you're never actually doing one role yeah you can you can sample that if you will exactly yeah yeah Uh, so that was sort of the defining moment for me i said hey you know what i want to be like that and look i love keanu reeves um uh very monotone at a Mm -hmm. lot a a lot of times and and uh but 
he's made a whole career based off that, mm-hmm. uh, off that sort of one. Oh, I mean, he's in a lot of movies I like, like you know, he, John Wick aside, like um, even he's like really obscure stuff, like um, uh, Scanner Darkly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, of course, The Matrix. Um, but there's he's he, he, he plays that emotionless. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't have a lot of emotion in, mm-hmm. in his roles and things like that, but it works for him. Um, you know, so yeah, to me, that's that's the one film that I sort of go back to. Well, I, he did Special Forces training from, from a marksmanship point of view and uh weapon drills yeah. to do john wick, john wick yeah, that's pretty yeah, full-on yeah, yeah. That's, that's full-on stuff yeah because he was doing live he was doing live fire mm. he was doing live fire to, to learn that and it's interesting because there's a it. different respect between blank fire and life fire yes, yeah, absolutely massively. um <laughs> and i think it's uh it's interesting to see and i think people get a new respect for an actor that sort of deals with that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. says well i want to make it as realistic as possible it's self-growth for them as well, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's an opportunity for them that they might not have had previously without that particular role. So, yeah. Well, look, Brendan, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, uh, talking with you. Uh, so thank you for being a part of the Pagey Train. No uh, don't forget to check Brendan's films out. Uh, they'll be in the link. So check out uh, Shadow Wolves Productions and uh, check out the uh, Paid in Blood link. And uh, look, uh, once again, thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Right, thanks, Cheers, mate. Bye. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, man. That was really good. That was really good. Yeah,